But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. What's good, fam? Welcome back to Value Adds Value. My name is Kyle Krieger. And as I just heard from my guy, Wilkie V. Law, I rock, you rock, we rock. Oh, well, we rock. Yes, I rock, you rock, we rock. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just going to leave that in there because I don't feel like re-recording an (laughs) intro. But um, what's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of Value Adds Value, number 344 or 345, I would have to check. But um, jumping on here today to talk a little bit about getting involved in our students' activities and community. So, Will, do you want to jump in and just kind of... Talk a little bit about how you see this benefiting teachers, because I know for myself and and you and I talked about it, it can seem really difficult to prioritize, you know, giving or not to prioritize, but to sacrifice is the word you used yesterday, to sacrifice that time when you could be doing so many other things to go to events for our kids. But, you know, the benefit is huge. So, So what got you thinking about this? Well, this whole homecoming week uh, had me thinking about it. Uh, we had our, this is the first time we actually did like a true homecoming week where, you know, the, well, you know, where they make made the big moms and everything and door decorating contests and stuff like that. I remember that from high school. You know, I remember that experience in high school and I remember how it brought the, the people together. You know, my daughter at her school last year for homecoming, they decorated freshmen's had a hallway, sophomores had a hallway, juniors and seniors had a hallway. And that's how they did their competition. So it brought the freshman class together. It brought the sophomore class together, the junior class, and it brought those teachers together. Um, and that's what had me thinking about this right now, because I noticed how kids saw me differently this week when they saw me go in and you know, I was twinning with one of the other teachers on the campus. Uh, and they were like, kind of looked like Schwarzenegger and DeVito in twins because he's like six foot four. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that when I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that's where we were. And then, you know, dressing up for Tacky Day and dressing up for the throwback day, dressing up in the Toro Blue the kids were actually excited and wondering like, oh, I knew you were going to do something like this. Oh, that's why I missed a lot. See, those little things to where they can see you outside of your comfort zone and see you as something else, I think it makes a big difference. You know, not alone, you know, let that that's every day that you can make a difference doing that, showing up. 
But then, you know, going to volleyball games, kids that I taught last year, you know, who are now playing volleyball, who are now playing football. You know, my my eighth graders now who I taught two years ago who are, you know, star football players who used to be a knucklehead and now turned it around and now trying to be a mentor. You know, it's like being part of that side of a kid's life makes a difference because you don't know, you may be the only person showing up at that game for that kid. You know, I know when I played bas basketball in middle school, my dad never came to any of my games. I, I remember having the feeling of, letting him know the games are there and him not showing up, me looking out and, and him not being there. Like, I remember that feeling, but I also remember looking up and seeing, you know, one of my teachers out there, you know, who supported me. I remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing that and having that experience and saying, okay, somebody's here for me. And so when we do that, we don't realize the impact that it has on that kid, not only on that relationship, but on that kid's, self-esteem, that sense, that's their sense of worth. And so many teachers don't do it, you know, they, they, and I get it, we're all busy. You know, I get the teachers, we talked about it before, the teachers who have to leave their job as a teacher and go work two and three other jobs throughout the week in order just to make ends meet, not to live lavish, but just to be able to provide on a daily basis. Um, but there are a lot of teachers who just prioritize their personal time over the impact in students' lives. And I can't say either one is wrong, but I can say you can make tremendous strides with students by getting involved beyond the four walls of your classroom with your students' lives. Um, and I, I, like, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. Mr. Pruitt, when we first started working in middle school, he said that to us and coming from intermediate, we, we really didn't see it that often because there was really not a lot going on, you know, outside of the school. You know, there was an occasional band concert or a choir concert that we went to during the holiday season or something. But it was really not that sense of gaining school spirit and rallying behind a team. And it's like, like I have a wall in my room that has the article that was written on Jones Toro's athletic department. And the kids, you know, during the first couple weeks of school, they were like, can I go see what that is? Yeah, and they go read the article. And they were like, that's Coach Butler. That's that, that's that's our PE coach, yeah. You know, because they see a picture, they see an article, they know it comes from a magazine, and they see all these pictures of these kids. Now I have something to look up to. There's something bigger than me. There's, there's a legacy that's growing. And to be a part of it, you've got to be a part of it. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that struck me first and I'll make a couple points here that, you know, is different and is a part of, you know, me not understanding it when I first started teaching is my family was at everything. Like my parents were at everything. My grandparents were at everything, like every golf match, every basketball game, every cross country meet. Like I very rarely could look up in the stands and not see someone from my family. So for me, I took that for granted. I took that for granted when a teacher would show up. I took it for granted and I didn't understand the gravity of it until I started teaching and coaching. And it would always amaze me when I started coaching is that it wasn't just the athletes that saw you different. Every you know, there were so many kids, the other kids started to see like, oh, you know, Mr. K's 
more than just this guy teaching us social studies. He's a, he's a football coach. And you build the relationship with the football players and those good relationships from football spill over into the other relationships. And it was just always so amazing to me. I remember the first time I got invited to a quinceanera and I was like, I asked a, uh, one of the guys I taught with, I'm like, what do I even do with this? Like, <laughs> he's like, you, he's like, you better take your ass to that thing. <laughs> Me not understanding, but like, he was explaining, like, that's like a real honor to get invited to that. Like, that's a really big event for kids, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and showing up at stuff like that, it, it just made such a big difference and i think that was part of part of the problem when i started with you is i lost out we didn't have those opportunities to to go to games and to do stuff and there wasn't all of the available activities Mm -hmm. that you could go to at the fifth and sixth grade level true and you know now seeing what we're doing at jones and thinking back about what we were doing over at uh, Stellick, I think to myself and say, when you don't have those opportunities in those moments, it's responsibility of the teachers to, to create them. To make them. You, to make them. Because, we, you know, I start the, started the Mac Club. You know, that creates for students. Now, there's a group of students that I probably would not have con- make, come in contact with that I came in contact with because... I created something and brought them together, you know, and I still have more kids now, even now, is it too late for me to join? Is it too late for me to join? No, come on in, come on in. You know, so you're still fostering those relationships because you're creating a space. You know, we have an anime club at my school. You know, um, there's there's an art club. You know, there's like, there's so many different clubs and opportunities. There's a prayer club. Well, they meet every morning and um, and pray. You know, like these are kids' clubs that that kids kids can have come up with, and so I think that as as educators, it's important. I was I can't remember. Um, I was just reading the other morning. Jeez, um, the book. Uh, what is it called? Um, start now. Start right now. Teach and lead for excellence. That's what it is. Start right now. Uh, Todd Whitaker. Um, and he said in that book, <clears throat> the idea that great leaders don't just don't just want to know how well you're doing at work. They want to know how well you're doing. And he said that great teachers, just like great leaders, don't just want to know if their students can do the work. They want to know how their students are doing. They, that they care about their students on the human level first. You know, we talk about it all the time with Maslow, you know, with, with the, um, you know, with the hierarchy. That if you don't have that base, those basic, the, the, the kids don't feel safe, if they don't feel secure, if they don't feel like you care, there's absolutely no way you're going to get them to get to the point to where they're truly self-actualized. And that's something I learned about, I was thinking about self-actualization even the other day in my paper, is that 
we actually are becoming self-actualized in different disciplines. Because when I'm sitting in a math class, I'm kind of, I'm putting on the lens and I'm saying, this is me as a mathematician. When I walk into a, a, an English language arts class, I'm seeing myself, this is me as a literature, as a, as, as a, as a reader, as a, as a, as a you know, thinker. When I walk into a music class, this is me as a composer, as, as a musician. So I'm literally having to become actualized in all these different disciplines in order to determine which one of these I'm going, what track am I going to take? Which one sparked most joy in me? And it's our job as teachers to create those authentic moments so that we don't run kids away from something that they're good at, i.e. me dropping out because of a sixth grade math teacher and then ended up becoming a sixth grade math teacher. You know what I'm saying? Which could have gone totally different if it wasn't for the type of mom I had. You know, so um, we, it's just important that we understand that that those little bitty nuggets that, that we can throw in there to kids to show them that we want to be a part of their actual lives. Yeah, and I think what I heard from what you said is that when we show up and we do these things, our kids not only see us as more than a teacher, but they feel like they're seen as more than just a student, more than just mm -hmm. a set of their grades. I, I'm not just a number. Yeah. And, and I think that can, you know, I mean, we both know how difficult that is in the current climate. And also with the, you know, the requirements of the academic side of it i mean we're just bombarding these kids with all of this content and all of this different knowledge to where they feel like all that matters is whether i gobble up this information and, and that's yeah no I, I mean and and it i don't think the amount of information you have is a direct correlation to whether you will self-actualize at some point. Like knowledge is a great thing. Like you have to have knowledge in order to know who you are, who you want to be. Mm -hmm. But we're not necessarily with all this information we give kids, getting them closer to that. When so many of them feel like all that matters is that I perform well on this assessment or I do well on this particular assignment or I get this particular grade rather than actually learning. Mm -hmm. I think that actually learning. Yeah. I mean, in that word actualization, you know, is an understanding of who we really are and what we're really about, mm -hmm. you know, it's about being able to prioritize what's important for you. It's about understanding what you do well and what you don't do well. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, just trying to, you know, I talked to you a little bit before we jumped on here about kids that don't want any feedback. You know, how are you going to become actualized as a person if you're not getting any feedback at all? If you're not... open to what other people are saying to you 
and and that is something that we as teachers shy away from like you and I were also talking too about getting involved with parents like contact contacting parents and we're always so afraid that it's going to turn into this like blow up where you're going to get your behind chewed by a parent and maybe you will but the majority of the time it's going to go way better than you thought it would and it's going to make way more of a difference and i think that's the same thing with like going to these games or recitals or parties or whatever it might be the risk of it blowing up in your face is so so minimal and the benefit of it is so so great and i just think it's always surprises me how easily i lose sight of that how easily i lose sight of the cost to benefit ratio and and you gotta also remember this that you can't get anything great without a sacrifice like nothing great comes without a sacrifice ever and so even in the realm of creating or building great relationships with students there comes that sacrifice of finances let me deck out my room and we know teachers do it all the time spend you know anywhere between one to five hundred dollars some twenty five hundred dollars to decorate their rooms out of their own pockets you know every year to to support their students learning uh the sacrifice of time the giving up of yourself for tutorials for for early morning zero hours for you know for duty i look at duty as being you know, some people would complain about, oh, if I be here to this time, why do I have to show up at this time? And it's like, it, it's 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 a sacrifice. Yeah, your 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 clock hours start here, but this is a sacrifice time. To say, because I want to make sure my students are safe and secure, then I'll I'll get up early to get here early in order to make sure that the team can work and the team can function. You know, when I think about great teams, and I and I think about what made them work it was that they were all selfless in their selfish quest because again playing football as a running back i still feel like it's me against all of y'all and i'm trying to juke the boots out of anybody but i also understand that as a team when we all jail and we move if i sacrifice and i make a good block then Everybody sees that, and they're like, okay, we got to make sure we, this dude, he ain't my, he ain't scared to get out here against this 250-pound linebacker that's drilling at him. He'll get in, and once they realize you'll do that, okay, then I'll go back, I'll push a little harder for you. And that that kind of constant endeavor to, to show up for each other is what is, is what builds a great team. You keep doing what you're doing to the best of your ability. I'm going to keep doing the best what, I'm, what I, I can do the best to my ability and that's what makes a great team that's what we have to conjure up with our parents because parents only hear their st- their child's st- side of the story and if we want to really make a difference reaching out when i was at a, i was at the choir concert just the other day thursday and one of my students ran up on me and was like mr law what are you doing here and just now her mom comes and sits down and she was like mom and she ran off like kind of nervous and i was like I said, hey, I'm Mr. Law, my math teacher. She's like, oh, hi, hi, you know, so we kind of started talking. So the girls over there looking, 
Like, oh my God. But I'm holding a conversation with her mom. Totally impromptu. But there was a connection made. You know what I mean? There, there, was, there, was, a, there was a light that was turned on that, that, that would not have been there if that moment would have happened. Yesterday at the football game, one of my students, dad was there. I'm watching him play. I walk out. I hear dad rooting for him. And I turn around and look. It's obvious it's dad. Looks just like him. You know, it's very clear. Go over there and introduce myself. We start talking. It's a connection made. There's a light turned on. That would not have happened outside of the fact of me calling saying, hey, I need to have a meeting with you. Can we do this? Can we do that? I didn't have to do that now because now I've established a relationship. So he'll probably answer my call faster now when I, when I do call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've already called and emailed this year and haven't gotten a response. But yesterday, I was able to make a connection. And I guarantee it'll be different next time. Well, yeah, and, and what I was just thinking too with what you said, you know, the analogy of the team who when one person sees somebody working hard and inspires them to work a little bit harder. And and I think that that's a part of why it's important to do this stuff. And even you just speaking to me about duty, like I complain, you know, that I have this 10 minute recess duty because it's stressful. It's anarchy. It's like kids just running around and, you know, they need that little 10 minute period. But if I change my perception of that, if I change my mindset on it, it can be a valuable asset to me. And the thing that I thought about with what you said is like showing up at stuff, being around for stuff, it shows the kids that I'm willing to work a little harder and inspires them to work a little harder. And then I see them working a little harder. So now I'm going to work a little harder. And it goes even to stuff like grading and, and being willing to put more of yourself out there. And I think that's a really important frame of mind because most of the time when we have these discussions with ourselves about what we want to do, it just boils down to how do I, you know, do I have the time for this and all of the other things that I'm going to have to give up in order to have that time or whatever it might be. But if you really crunch the numbers a little bit on it, the benefit that you would get from it, the things that you may be able to do because of it, man, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Man, I I keep going back to that idea that nothing great comes without a sacrifice. And the biggest sacrifice that you can give somebody is your time. Because everybody's everybody only has the same every day. Everybody has twenty four hours a day to get what they what they have to get done, and to know that I would take out an hour of that that I can't get back to be there for you. Yeah, that that and that I think that when you when you live in that moment. it makes things so much better. Yeah, I mean, and it, but how often, like, that's just what is amazing me, even just with us talking about this and reflecting on my own experience, how 
unwilling I am to just take it that far. I mean, because we're only a couple steps from where we started in the logic train of why it's important to do these things with and for kids. But how quickly do you forget that when you've got things, you know, around the house or things that I could do that in reality are very, very rarely an emergency. I could leave Brittany at home one night a month to eat her own dinner and watch a game. Like that really is not that much of a sacrifice at all. Even with my conferences coming up, thinking about, man, I got to give up four hours on a Tuesday night to talk with these parents. But rather, I got to say to myself, I got five minutes with these parents to let them see me just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I own that five minutes each time, how much am I gaining? How much, how much am I gaining across this school year if I change my mindset on that five minutes? Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, that, that time is a finite resource, but man, and how much are you gaining on the back end? How, how much less time are you going to spend doing parent phone calls and parent contacts and dealing with kids who are bad and all that stuff if you're willing to just give that little bit of time on the front end? I think the greatest investment we can make is in connecting with those kids early, connecting with those parents. And like you said, I won't have to deal with it. And we can do so much more in the classroom when that's already handled. And it's such a small gesture. It's such a small gesture when you really put it in perspective. You know, I started thinking about it uh, this week because this week, literally, I was on campus late every single day this week. Like, when I say late, I mean, the earliest I left my campus was yesterday and I left at six. Um, and it was just because as the kids were doing things, I wanted to make sure I was a part of it. You know, I wanted to be at the volleyball game. Um, you know, I wanted to be at this, and granted, is it a sacrifice? Yes, because I would rather be at home with my wife. You know, I don't get to spend as much time with her, but it makes me treasure the weekends. You know, for our awake time during the week, with especially with her being an assistant principal now, you know, her nights are just as long as mine, if not longer sometimes. Um, and so to know that you make those little small sacrifices for the things that you really love and not saying that you love one thing more than the other, but the timing of the need is different. You know, so... My wife and I are pretty much <clears throat> inseparable on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. Like we're literally together all day long. Like those are our days, you know, Monday, Monday through Friday, we come home, we may enjoy an hour or two together before we fall asleep, you know? Um, but again, <clears throat> that's those sacrifices for doing that shows that I'm willing to put myself on a back burner for the greater good 
And I'm not saying for everybody that everybody's able to do that. You know, I, sometimes I can't stay that late. You know, if I have to go get an Avea from school, uh, you know, if they're, they're starting their rehearsals now. So I'm be, I'll be daddy Uber for the next three months while the rehearsals are going over till 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. <clears throat> you know, so that takes away time. But again, that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. You know, I'll sacrifice that that 45 minute drive there and back, you know, hour drive to 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 show her that I support you in what you're doing. Yeah. And it does, like I say, man, it just shows them that it shows them that I'm important to somebody. Yeah. And I and I don't know exactly, maybe you know the correct phrasing of it, but it's it's that adage of one one person can't do everything, but everybody can do something or, or whatever it is, you know, as teachers, you know, like you said, we can't all be the hero teacher that is at school until seven o'clock every night. Right. Because we know like that's not tenable. That's not a tenable situation to do for everybody, especially, but whatever you can give, give even if it's once a quarter. It's not equal in giving. It's equal in sacrifice. That's Bible. It's not equal in giving. We don't have to give the same, but it has to be equal in sacrifice. There has to be some sacrificial uh, encounter that takes place because if not, you're robbing. You're robbing your, and, and, and you're, you're robbing the culture of the school. Because when teachers don't get involved in a school culture in a positive way, it forces kids to not get involved in the in the culture in a positive in a positive way, which now makes your culture not be what you wanted. You know, I put a challenge out to my kids, and I was mad that I didn't do it earlier. I said, you know what, the kids with the highest um, percentage of kids who who dress out for for Spirit Week, and this was on Thursday and Friday they'll get a prize, the whole class will get a prize, and everybody who dresses out will get positive plus 10 points on the next exam. Bonus points. And they were like, what? And I had a lot of kids participate those last two days because of that. One of my kids won for the best mom, mom so I'm pretty excited about that. But, um, but it's like, how can we expect kids to want to be part of our culture at the school when the teachers itself that make up the school are not getting involved in the school culture. My old pastor used to say, it's a poor dog that won't wag his own tail, a poor frog that won't praise his pawn. So as teachers, it is important for us to get involved so that students can get involved and that creates the culture. And as right now, as I'm talking about it, one of the persons that I really think about when I when I do this is right here. Who walks the walk, talks the talk, who's there, who's involved, who's engaged, who sacrifices, who gives, who moves in order to move. We can't just sit stagnant and think kids are gonna grow and get want to get to know us just because we we're we're the sage on the stage within the four walls we're in. Show them that, show them that you're willing to learn something about something new that they're part of. And it'll make all the difference in the world. All the difference. 
Mm. How do you feel about making that the rap point of this app? Sounds good to me. Yeah, and it's man. a kind of and, and it's a kind of great plug for, for Principal Raw. Principal Amen Raw <laughs> out there in Compton wrote the book. We will link it below here. But uh, Will, yeah. any uh, any finishing thoughts on on this? We started talking about being at kids' events, but it kind of morphed into a conversation about sacrifice. But because again, that's what it is. It, it is a sacrifice. And it's not just being at their events, it's being involved. Being involved. Don't just be, don't just be part of the team, be the team. You know what I mean? Like, think about if you're rooting for your favorite team. If you're gonna go to a Packers game, I guarantee you're gonna be in green and, green and gold, 100%. Am I right? Yep. I would not go to a Strolls game unless I was draped in orange and blue. It's not going to happen. I won't go in anything else. Not even to a Dynamos or to a Rocket. I'm going to be dressed in the colors. But yet still, we come to schools as teachers and educators with the team that we invest more than eight hours a day, five days a week, 187 days a year, to, and we can't dress in their colors and support them and root them on and cheer them on. That's a poor dog whose tail is broke and you need to either get it fixed um, or get it docked. Mm. Mm. Rep the colors. I love that. So thank you as always, folks, for tuning in. Um, we appreciate it. You can find us online at Value Adds Value on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, its.will.law.iii on TikTok and Instagram. I'm at it's Kyle Krieger. I think, Will, you got me motivated to get back on the TikTok as long as I can manage to not go down the TikTok rabbit hole um, when I'm on there. But we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate being a part of this profession with you. So hope everybody has a great week. We'll talk to you again soon.